Hello, soccer players. On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we are going to be talking about how you as a soccer player should watch a game of football, um, what things you should be looking out for and be on alert for, and how you can implement those things into your daily practice and game. So hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's start off very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Annie, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, very due for a, a long week vacation. Mm. So I'm, I'm starting to get a little, a, little, a little tired of my job right now. Well, mm. you, you said you were taking a vacation soon. Is that coming up? And that's coming up. That's coming up October, October 18th. Full a week? Whole, a whole week off. Let's go. What's and the I'm plan, not, bro? I'm not, no plan. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere, bro. Oh, man. That seems like the life to live a week off. No, no I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, sometimes you need to take a break. I need to take a break. A break from thinking about physical therapy and do other stuff. I'm looking forward to, like, play soccer and watch soccer the whole week. Mm. That's, that's my <laughs> That is the main plan. Is that a, a Champions League week? Did you look that up? Um, I don't know. I'm not. That's too soon. That's too soon. Too soon. Yeah, that you're is, right. You're that's right. That's too, yeah. too soon. But NBA, I can watch NBA late at night without worrying about going to bed late. Oh, no. NBA isn't starting until December this year, actually. No, 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 no. no. The finals. Yeah, the finals. That's, um. oh, actually, it might be towards the end of the finals. Yeah, because I think those are starting in like three days, maybe four days. Four days? Yeah. Lakers got the Burns. Yeah, I got big plans. I got big plans. How about you, man? How you doing? Um, chilling, bro. Uh, started up with the New Jersey Teamsters, the um, nice. third division club in Nisa. If anybody out there happens to have aspirations to own shares in a, uh, a professional football team, um, do a quick Google search or a Twitter search for New Jersey Teamsters, and you can buy shares in the club. So if any of you out there are, are interested, uh, if you want to be a minority club owner, there, there's an opportunity for you. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, wow. it's the model that Real Madrid uses, right? Um, another club in America, Green Bay Packers uses. Um, that's fan, fan owned, you know, and you, you can own a piece of a club. You can't do that very often. Uh, do you own a piece right now? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. We'll see. All right. DVD. Oh, yeah, man, it's good. It's good. Watch soccer. The the reason why we're doing this episode is because, um, you know, over the past three, four years since I've been doing this, my soccer page on Instagram and been been seeing a lot of young athletes on the field. I get this a lot. I don't know about you, Andy. Like, God, the kids don't watch. They don't watch the game anymore. They watch highlights, and that's it. 
They don't sit down for the whole 90 minutes and watch the game. And it's not just soccer. I'm hearing kids that play football don't watch the whole football game. They watch highlights. So I'm wondering <laughs> just how are these kids getting better if, if, if they, they, they don't watch. I mean, kids can get better without watching, but I think, you know, there is your IQ level can significantly increase if you're watching it week in and week out, especially the, the top level players, just to see how they do things on and off the ball, Un, just understand tactic a little bit better how players are moving, how defenders actually defend. That's a good way to learn how to defend, especially if you're a young player. So I don't understand why I watch the game enough. So that's why today, you know, um, we have this segment on how to watch soccer. And specifically, we're going to talk about certain things that you need to watch. You need to pay attention to as you watch the game. Yeah, and I think this is important, too, because at least um, from a young athlete's perspective, sometimes it's hard to watch soccer, especially if you're young and you play for a good club in America because, or any club, really, um, there's just not enough time. And if Real Madrid is playing on Saturday night at maybe 4 p.m., if you have a tournament, in another state that starts at 10 a.m., you're not home until 8 p.m. that night. So um, it's it's somewhat understandable. And but let's talk about highlights for a second, right? Because I think this is something that every player needs to to really understand is the highlights are the highlights. No yeah. one will ever look badly in a highlight. I can make my own highlights and oh I can look like a, In fact, I have done that for some of my Instagram ads, right? And like, you can look whatever you want, but you should great be watching. That you made yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because they're highlights. They were hand-picked. They were hand-selected to make me look good. Right? Now, highlights aren't a player's average. They're a player's peak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that most people don't understand. Yeah, you got to see the mistake, too. You got to see the mistake. Yeah. yeah. So, here's the thing about watching soccer most average fans when they watch the game they're watching the ball watching the ball how to pass them the long ball how the who's making the pass who's receiving the pass at the moment the guy received the pass you know but people also not looking at the runs the 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 players are making how sometime when the player lost the ball and it's not the player's fault believe it or not like you could lose the ball and it's not your fault you lost the ball like if there's no teammate that made runs, you're gonna be forced to make one, forced to take on one or two people, and you end up losing the ball. And then here goes a counterattack, and then the, everyone's swearing at the guy, saying, "Oh my God, he's a ball hogger!" But he didn't notice that the two strikers up front didn't even attempt they didn't even make a move to trying to get the ball or receive the ball so this is another thing that you have to watch out but before we talk about that let's talk i want to start with position you know this is how the game usually start this and that what's going on ladies and gentlemen andy gray this is a position <laughs> this is a position that we're running with a four four three four four two four three three yeah you, this is everyone knows those positions but it's a little harder i don't know about you Andy, but it's a little harder to see the 4-3-3 as the team start playing 
uh, you don't see that setup as as well because everyone's moving around. The camera sometimes is not on. Um, it, the camera angle sometimes doesn't allow you to see how the players are positioned on the field because you're not getting that 360 view. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can position and then now what you have to do as you watch soccer is ask yourself, okay, what does the coach intend to do here? So then you, 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 you pay attention to that position and then you watch how your front three plays. Are they pressing up? Are they pressing up? Or is most of the players are behind, uh, like close to the halfway line? That tells you exactly how the manager wants the game to be played out. Like Liverpool, sometimes they, they want the ball. If they want the ball, you're going to see Mane, you're going to see Firmino, you're going to see Salah press. They're forcing you to pass the ball back to the keeper. Keeper send it away, 50-50 ball. Oftentimes, they end up getting it. So they like to keep the ball. Like Les City, when they won in the Premier League, they play very compact football. They, they weren't pressing. You know, they, they stay on like halfway line, right? They let you play your game. And then once you lose the ball, they send Jimmy Vardy, Speedy Guns up to run and counterattack. So this is the thing. When you're watching, don't, don't just pay attention to the position. Okay, you, I'm going to run a 4-3-3, a 4-4-2. No, pay attention to that and then pay attention to how the pressing is done. Mm. Are they really pressing hard? If they're pressing hard, that means they don't want you to get the ball. Manchester City always want the ball, so they're going to press hard. Another team, sometimes comfortable with you having the ball, you're going to know this, they're not going to press that high. They're just going to stay compact, wait for you to make a mistake, and then move on to the counterattack. Yeah, and the, the formation thing is I, I think it's really important because – the starting formation is exactly that. It's how you start. Mm-hmm. And the evolution of that formation will make a very big change depending on the coach. So, for example, if you take a coach like Jose Mourinho, Carlo Ancelotti, yeah, you watch their starting formation, 15 minutes in, you can still see literally like that same shape, right? You see the back two and the holding two and then the attacking three and the striker up front. Like it's, it's evident. But some other managers, let's say uh, um, a Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola, it, it changes drastically. Oh man, it changes so often. Though. And you you can't you can't really say I'm gonna watch the formation for managers like that because it's less about the formation and more about the roles that each of those players play individually. Yeah. So often, man, I get lost in trying to watch the formation because. Once, like, you get 30 minutes into the game and then, you know, you start getting into the fouls and then you, you it's like it, it's, it's not as clean as it was the first 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, fouling is something that some teams do in order to give mm-hmm. the whole team an uh, opportunity to reset. Yeah. The other thing, too, is, uh, okay, so now we talked about positioning and um, watch to watch basically um, how the players are, uh, you know, if if they're pressing, if they're staying compact within that um, position, um, within that formation that the coach watching someone with the ball, right? 
So this is, let's talk about this, your favorite player. You know, you, you got, I, I love watching when Neymar's on the ball because um, that tells you whether he's in the game or he's not in the game. So here's another. Here's, so you were talking about it earlier in a pre-production podcast, Andy was talking about body language. Sometimes body language, you, you, in some players, it, it, you can see it when they defeat it. Like you get a goal like 90 minutes, like you can see that sometimes like it seems like, oh my God, how are we going to come back from that when you have like a minute left in the game? Sometimes it's easy to see the body language. A lot of times, you know, there's, you know, they're good. You're not going to see the body language. So it's a little bit harder. But what you're going to be able to see is um, their first touch. You game start, they get the ball, especially like a hard driven ball. Look at that first touch. How are they? Are they comfortable with that first touch? Usually when you shop, in England we say, when you shop, you get that ball, like that control is clean. You know that guy's in the game. The other thing, too, is how many touches are they taking? Now, that's, that, 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 that's variable because some players like to take, you know, for some players like to have, they, they like to be on the ball a lot. Um, but certain players, like let's say, for example, a player like Mesut Ozil, right? He doesn't like to take that many contr- touches with the ball. He's just one touch and then turn around, bang. Here's another pass. But if you notice him this, this time around, like he gets the ball and he's taking so many touches. Like he, it takes a, like two or three touches before he makes a decision. That tells you that, hmm, as a Dozil, not as involved in that game today. He may get replaced mm. in the 16 minutes of the game. Paul Pogba last weekend was like that. He was committing foul left and right. He was in crisp. Like he... he got the ball he made like two or three bad passes he, you could tell he wasn't sharp the other thing too you got to know this on off the ball is he making runs is he actually demanding the ball at his feet this is the thing with the when push comes to shove right when player is not screaming at you to say that line 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 pass me the ball if you, if you don't see him going around and demanding the ball at his feet hmm you 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 might you can tell that the other team has an advantage. Mm-hmm. So this is um this is another way to watch the ball to pay attention to pay attention to how your star player, your key players get involved into the game. Are they a little bit shy? To uh, are they taking a long time to make decision? Neymar doing a Champions League uh, was it final? Was it, was it final right? Champions League final. Um, we know Neymar likes to be on the ball, but I know this during the last 15 minutes of the game, Neymar was touching the ball a little too much. Certain easy passes that he could have made, didn't make it trying to force like a, like a, like a, like a, he was trying to force an assist when he has no business to just lay a simple pass, five-year pass to the man up front, open up the space. He wasn't doing that. Pressure got into him. Mm. That's how I knew, like, mm, he, he, yeah, he's he's feeling the pressure. They, they're not going to survive. And a lot of it comes down to what does a team or a player do when their backs are against the wall? Yeah, bro. You know, it's, it's like um, when things are going well, they're going well. Nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have much pressure. But Let's say you're PSG, you've never been to a Champions League final in quite some time, and 
you have three superstars up front who their their only goal is to win a Champions League and they're down. Like they're how do they perform then? You know, yeah. and you see that between a team like Bayern Munich and a team like PSG, they both haven't been to a final in a long time. But oh man. Yeah, Bayern won in the end, but the behavior and the overall appearance and attitude and just everything in those te- two teams that towards the end of that match, it was just you saw the difference in class. Oh you yeah. Saw, okay, this is a five star team. Mm-hmm. This is a four and a half star team. It's not even I, that. That is true. You can say that man, man, um, Bayern is more classy than PSG, but in terms of like talent level, you know, you had enough player in that team who who could change the situation around for PSG, but it's just a psychological pressure, man. Just, ooh, that gets to you. Mm-hmm. Nancy Di Maria, Neymar was hogging the ball a little too much. Like, you saw it. Yeah, and I think, um, just bringing it back to the, the favorite player point, um, if any of you guys are out there in a situation where coaching-wise you feel like you don't have the best in front of you that's, that's able to teach you the right things, um, just find a player who you, who you strive to be like and watch them diligently. So I'll, I'll give you guys an example. Um, in high school when I was playing on my rec team, uh, obviously it's a rec team. We don't really have much of qualified coaches, if any. Um, that's when I first started watching soccer and I was watching Javi Hernandez and I always saw him. He was like turning his head left and right, like a, like a parrot. Oh my God. I mean, I'm like, I knew it was turning his head so many times. Yeah. Crazy. They actually did a study, um, 0.86 times per second. So close to 60 times in an entire match, he's turning his head. But anyway, I, like as a defensive midfielder at the time, I was like, wait a second. If I turn my head the way he turns his head, I'll be able to, like, analyze the field better. So that's something I started to implement in my play. But um, there are plenty of things, right? If you're a left back, Mm -hmm. you're a right back, go watch Alexander Trent Arnold and just see what he does, you know? Um, If you're a center back, watch Van Dyke or or, um, Boateng or whoever your favorite center back is and try to pick certain things. Like, oh, he does that. I'm not – I, you know, I'm not Van Dyke, but I can pull some of that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a striker, you're saying, oh, I'm not Timo Werner, but maybe I should learn how to play off the wing like he does. You know, it's, it's little things here and there that you can pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you mentioned earlier, situation dependent, right? Certain things that happen in the game and how players respond. Well, this is another thing to watch. This is another thing to, to pay attention to in, to in a game. Well, the first one is, I don't know why this example came to me, but I like that example anyway. Of the foul, like the first major foul in the game. Like I remember, I don't know what World Cup it was. Um, I think it was Ireland playing against um, some team, and then uh, this guy had a. It was like the first two minutes of the game. He came in with a brutal tackle. Bam! Dude ran in the air, came and landed flat on his back. He didn't even get a yellow card for this. Why? First two minutes of the game, the ref is not trying to waste a... He's trying to manage the game a little bit. Let me tell you, that first foul set the tone for the ref. The player, the, the other team was trying to get revenge the whole time. The, the, foul, the, the, the fouls were a little nastier, you know, a little more pulling on the shirt, arguing. Next thing you know, the, op- 
the other team was getting yellow left and right. <laughs> Psychologically, that first foul set the tone for the rest of the team. So this is this is, this is and uh, I don't know if you guys are too young for this, but that happened with um, with Zidane. Mm. He um he wasn't um <laughs> it wasn't just um what's his name I forgot the the defender that was taunting him was it was it kind of I know it wasn't kind of something cheap cheap ah, I forgot but he wasn't the defender that was taunting him the whole time he was like the the the, the compounded fouling and, and tugging from the first fifteen minutes of the game that resulted into all of this and then he couldn't take it anymore. So, and the other thing, um, the other um, thing that you pay attention to is the goals. That one is a big one. How you respond to your to to getting scored on or scoring, right? So you get scored on the first first two minutes of the game. That's a lot of all the managers know how to deal with that. You know, they're not too concerned about getting scored on five minutes because it's time to recover but let's say you up one right and then the other team equalize at the end of the first half watch how this team come back in the second half like the team that was up one saying oh my god like how did we messed up like how how, how they get we let them get back in the game like that and the team that actually got back in the game they're in the locker room they're like guys we're back in this game we have a chance Logically, that changes how you 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 your interaction in the locker room. Mm-hmm. So when that team come back from halftime, watch how that team play. Watch how more intense they are. The tackle, the the how they cover in the space. You know, all those situations helps you determine how the game's gonna go for the next for 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 the other the the, the, the you know the the next fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, and you guys can actually see this in real time if you watch the All or Nothing documentary on Amazon Prime. Um, Manchester City, the season of Manchester City, isn't the greatest example because it's a little bit propaganda-ish, if you ask me, but they win a lot. If you watch the documentary on Spurs, they had a very up-and-down season. Like, you'll see it. You will see it. It's clear as night and day. I still, I'm still in the, the second, uh, the second episode. I'm, I'm like waiting to get some time to watch the whole thing. Yo, I'm telling you, the first two episodes, glorious. Yeah, glorious, man. No, it's great. I think it fell off a little bit at the end mm-hmm. of the season, but it's, it's a great way to truly understand what happens in a locker room at halftime and after a match. Mm-hmm. Also, um, another thing, situation-dependent game, too. Uh, everyone have seen this, and people complain, especially American um, fans. Uh, when a team, especially like a team like Chelsea, up by, you know, Chelsea's up 2-1, right? And then uh, you got to close that game. That team is pressing you hard. They're trying to equalize at the last, the last 10 minutes of the game. And then know this, I want you guys to pay attention to, you know, certain experienced players. Like Real Madrid, watch Sergio Ramos. For Chelsea, well, in the, we, William is gone. He's in Arsenal now. But Ch- William used to do that really well. Like last 10 minutes of the game, Chelsea up 2-1. 
Chelsea's trying to maintain the ball, but they can't. The other team is kept pressing them, right? And uh, William will get the ball, like, really, really towards the, 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 the free. He will intentionally try to dribble past two players to get to the free throw line. And then the single, like, a, a little touch on the shoulder drops on the ground. Yeah. Drops on the ground. Like, pay attention to those moments, especially towards the end of the game. You're going to know these experienced players. All of a sudden, they f- they're a little weaker. They're like, <laughs> they become soft, like Charmin Ultra soft. They drop on the ground. They're trying to get. So what they do, and they're trying to manage time. They're trying to manage the game. They know if they get a, a, a free kick, you know, they can, can buy them like two or three minutes. You got to set up, and that could potentially be a goal. That's why Neymar sometimes will get the ball and then you, they, they tugging on him and he's still in the middle of the field. The moment he gets close to the free throw line, all of a sudden, he's charming ultra soft. Yeah. Drops on the ground. That's time management. Got experienced players do that a lot. They hate that in England. But in, in Italy and in Spain, that's like a common thing to do just to manage, just trying to manage the game. And psychologically, that will... Or like it makes me angry just thinking about it. I'm playing against someone, and they like let's say they run towards the the corner flag. Yep, I want to beat his. Like he's, you know what, you know, you know but, what he's doing. You yeah. know, that's what he's doing. He's saving, he's managing the time. Yeah, but um, it's it's definitely interesting to see how you're right. Players who are experienced tend to do that more. You have the younger players if they're through a one-on-one with the goalkeeper they'll go and try and score mm-hmm. versus the more experienced one they're going to run to the corner flag and just post yeah. themselves up um, get a corner yeah. you know save them some time yeah, yeah. and it's it's true and it's it's something that i mean it's it's not something i think a younger player should model their game after but you know what think of that and remember that the next time maybe you're in your county or state championship and it's minute 119 out of 120 and you're in a semifinal and you potentially have a final coming up in about an hour or two, right? Do you really want to make that extra run if you don't have to? Listen, man, you, you pride doesn't, yeah, you can have pride, but if you don't have those silverware to show up for it at the end of the season, none of that matters. But if you can, you know, like drop on the ground a little early to grab a foul, just to save you some minute to win the championship or to win, to, to go to the next round, Hey, that's the difference maker. Yeah. And it takes, a, it takes an experienced player to know that. Because mm-hmm. you know, young players will not do that. They won't do that. They won't drop on the ground like that. They, no, they're not going to think like that. Yeah. Experienced and players do. Willian isn't dropping on the ground for minutes one through 85 either, right? No. It's not like he's abusing that. Um, and there are players that abuse it and they, they get the calls and there are players that don't. So, for example, someone like Eden Hazard, um, guy gets fouled all the time. All the time. All the time. And Without if you ever question. look at pictures of his ankles and his socks after a match, they're they're full of blood. Like it's no joke. Um, but you at the same time you can't be dropping with every challenge because when you yeah. do need it, it's like the the man who cried wolf. You're not going to get it. That's true. Yeah, that's about all I have for you guys. There's so many different ways to watch the game, but today I just wanted to focus on. You know, um, the, uh, the the pressing and how the players, how what do you, I want you wanted you guys to focus on managers' intention when 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 games start. You have to ask yourself what is the manager' intention, and the way to do that is by watching if 
the, the, the players are pressing so they can have the ball or if they're content with you having the ball and then just kind of like stack in the midline and wait for you to make a mistake. Mourinho is, used to be the king at that. And then you have to watch out how your, your players get involved in the game. Is he, how's his first touch? Um, is he yelling to get the ball? Is he demanding the ball all the time? You know, is he, if he's a guy that makes the first pass really quickly, you know, notice is he still making that or is he making like multiple, taking multiple touches before I can make a decision? But you have to pay attention to that. That can tell you the course of the game. Um, then the other thing is situational dependent. You know, how you respond to goals in the first minute, halftime, how you respond to goal at the end of the game. Um, how the, the team, when the team's been nasty and fouling you and, 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 and swearing at your mother and calling you words, how you, how you respond to that. You know, some players are hot-blooded. You can see some players are hot-blooded. And once you, like, respond, you start to fight, that's when you... Mm, you they 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 got you. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I agree with all of that. And I'll leave you guys with a a parting tip. If you guys are watching Premier League and you're in the United States and you're using NBC Sports, um, on occasion, if you use the app, you'll be able to watch the match from a expanded view and be able to see the full pitch. Um, I, I did not know that. Yeah, you'll be able to see it, and you'll be able to see it from what they call it the tactical cam. All mm. 22 players. Um, go ahead, and you don't have to watch a whole match, not even half. Just go ahead and watch, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes on that. And instead of, like you said, watching the ball, Berg, watch mm. the entire shape of the team, and you'll be able to see they start in a 4-3-3, and they move to a 3-5-2, and the wingbacks are doing this, the center mids are doing this, while the forwards are doing you'll be able to see it all happen in real time and it won't be as congested as that normal view we see Mm -hmm. on TV. Nice. All right, guys, that's it for today. Um, Don't forget to give us a six star review on all social. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you, if you guys have any um, suggestions on next podcast, just hit us up on social media. You know, by this point, if you've been listening to us, you already know where to find us. But if you're a first-time listener, you can find me on the Soccer Obsessed. And Andy, they can find you at... At the Football Physios Football with a U. And we'll see you all next week. See you all next week. Peace.